वेलकम टू अनदर डिस्कशन ऑफ डिजिटल स्ट्रेन पॉडकास्ट सीरीज आई एम इंजीनियर चामिल इदरमुनि सब एडिटर ऑफ डिजिटल स्ट्रेन एंड प्रेजेंट इन दिस ऑन बिहाफ ऑफ डिजिटल स्ट्रेन टीम टुडे वी हैव द प्रिविलेज ऑफ टॉकिंग टू इंजीनियर प्रोफेसर टी एम पालेवात पास प्रेसिडेंट ऑफ द आई एस एल He is also representing the present council for the category of past presidents. Welcome sir. Welcome. Thank you. Uh, I born and Subodhasanak Chamil. It's a pleasure for me to be with you today. Uh, so we'll we'll continue. Thank you sir. So as a startup, you know, engineering is one of the most important sectors that paves the way towards the development of a country. and uh, today our topic is engineering profession challenges and opportunities as per view, view sir what are the challenges faced by the engineering profession and professionals in the present local context yeah i think a very uh, appropriate and timely question chamil uh, actually this is a very very uh, expanded a discussion is needed for this but i will try to put it in very very succinctly now there is a substantial challenge to the depression of engineering at the, at this moment in this country as well as opportunities are there but we are, whether we are uh, going towards the, those opportunities is the question right so uh, with the with the starting point of challenges engineering profession is now under the challenge that the engineers themselves are not gainfully employed because now as all of you know we are taking into the engineering faculties of the country the state in, state engineering faculties about 2200 above uh, for engineering right that is through very highly competitive gca levels and when they graduate with the uh, ability to handle complex engineering problems they should be employed in that particular areas and i think if you really carefully observe that most of our engineers are not really employed involving complex engineering problems so they are unemployed. unemployed i don't say they are unemployed but they are unemployed so also with this picture now you know that uh, all the professions are very concerned you take the other other parallel professions like medicine uh, like law and uh, architecture in all these areas they are very concerned about the number of professionals they produce they don't really in, in other words don't flood the market with professionals but in engineering i think if you can uh, see the ugc uh, intake uh, guide book you can very clearly see how many engineers are being uh, for engineering undergraduates are being taken as compared with the other categories it right? means uh, uh, clearly we are flooding the engineering in a way yeah we are actually uh, sort of uh, in the uh, way we say in uh, in the in the english language there is a saying that uh, slaying the golden goose no there is a goose who lays golden eggs so one day we want to take all the exam you kill the goose and there there it is so i think what we are doing for engineering is something like that as we can see uh, under the newly formed engineering council act mm. the roles of each category are specified mm. 
So do you think uh, this would solve the issues related to those practices or are those still prevailing? Right. Okay. In the first place, the Engineering Council Act or, or, or registration of engineers that we really wanted was not to register all the pra practitioners involved in engineering. Actually, uh -huh. we wanted to, to register the professional engineers. That was the intention 20, 25 years ago the ISL had. And with that intention only we have uh, forged ahead. But finally, due to so many reasons, we, are end we have ended up with an act which is encompassing the whole spectrum of uh, practitioners or so-called practitioners of engineering. Oh. Okay, so actually in a way this is good because this, this, this demarcates and uh, specifically identifies where each of the engineering practitioners based on their educational qualifications and their experience, training and so on, where they, they had to be placed. And this has to also to be in line with the international understandings. So these are the important things. But our as you have mentioned, our Engineering Council Act actually stipulates six categories of engineering practitioners, whereas internationally there is only three categories. Right. So that might have some repercussions uh, in that that aspect. Yeah. Uh, yes, as you clearly told, sir, we know that there are different categories of engineering practitioners mm. and each of them practices a unique role in the engineering sector. Mm. The harmony of these uh, practitioners in the field is a must for the advancement of a country. Mm. Uh, so, sir, what, what is your view on the current situation of these uh, different practitioners? Mm. In Sri Lanka, uh, you have just said it, but I need you to elaborate on right. uh, two, yeah. two minutes. Yeah, first, first of all, we uh, we take the the present scenario in, in into the field of engineering uh, or related engineering and technology. We had only two categories of inputs academically: the diplomates okay. and the graduates. Diplomates are the national diploma holders in engineering and technology. Graduates are the engineering graduate from the state universities. So these people, these two practitioners were actually handling the whole whole spectrum of engineering aspects in Sri Lanka. Okay. So now, but internationally we have three categories, engineer, engineer uh, and technologist and the technician. Okay. So this, this specification was not really prevalent in Sri Lanka. But now with the Engineering Council Act, we have stipulated six categories. And so we have to somehow subdivide our practitioners into all these six categories and also have some, some sort of a linkage with the uh, international classification also. Right? So at the moment we are in a flux. We are in flux means we are, we, are, we are trying to define very clearly what are the roles of each category of engineering practitioners as well as uh, their, their demarcations their responsibilities as well as their academic qualifications and so on we are we are now trying to put into to compartments these things when they all really come into picture i think we will get a better the situation but in the interim it will be a very hard time for us the transition the transition yes so we know that a few years back the government introduced technology stream at the school level and also at the university level hopefully with the positive intention but I have few questions about that. Will it help to fill a prevalent vacuum in the industry? Mm -hmm. What are the changes that we could expect in the engineering landscape of this country in future due to this in introduction? 
okay actually the technology stream was introduced to uh, circumvent the problem of many uh, children who have done o levels going into the art stream because they are not very much savvy with the maths and science so they are they don't like maths and science that much so they they normally went to art stream but then they become sort of even after a levels even after the their degrees they are relatively unemployable so the government wanted them to be employable so if if to be employable do you have to have some vocational skills so they that is that is the reason for introducing this technology stream where the vocationally targeted a levels was there and with with the output from the a levels they can go to the field straight away as a vocationally uh, knowledgeable piece, set of people right not like now in the in the conventional a levels mm-hmm. leading to engineering and so on you go through the physical science stream you are very very strong on theoretical aspects but not much on the practical to do a job so this was the intention but then after they do a levels they want they need to go to a, to university you know at least the qualified or upper level people who do the a levels in uh, in that stream so then the technology faculties were formed and in the technology faculties the engineering technology specifically was made more towards then not going in the the vocational area but now they have sli- slightly and substantially shifted on to the academic area again because the, these uh, technology faculties were formed with the intervention of science faculties so they they are thinking is in more in lines with the theoretical aspects right and as a result now we are we are giving them uh, uh, a degree which is uh, which is uh, more more academic than vocational right and they they are they will be they are to be called engineering technologies but their role in the international identifications will be quite different and at the moment the industry does not have a slot for them that is the fact because the industry industry slots are actually filled by the present engineers and the technicians so some some more both these categories will have to be displaced to have space for the newly coming technologists it means more issues and the issues become more complex yes uh, going into the next question sir what are the consequences of uh, this conversion of some technology and engineering diplomas into degrees and as the iesl what should be our focus on these moves in terms of the national interest for a healthy industry special engineering industry yeah. you need a certain ratio of engineers to technologists to technicians okay basically uh, there is a agreement that for one engineer you need about four technologists and about 16 technicians 1 to 4 to 4 right okay. so that is the general general understanding but in in some countries the this ratio is even more tighter right so but if you take the generic picture we have to for one engineer we have to have four technologies and 16 technicians now at the moment what we are producing is even the national diplomas are, are producing about 1900 uh, diplomates per year whereas we are producing over 2200 engineers per year 
so not 1 is to 16 hmm. is something 1 is to 0.8 right so if we take i am not not talking about 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 denying anybody their right to advance that is not the case but the national requirement should be you need more technicians to handle the technician jobs if we don't have them then our our industry will be very unstable right so what happens is if we upgrade the technician uh, technician producing diplomas also to degrees then they will no longer be technicians Oh. and they will not be able to they will not be happy to do technical work as well as they will no longer be uh, gainfully employed with the effort put in by the state as well as by the people to make somebody to do some higher job or, or more complex job and yeah. you ask them to do a simpler job that's uh, it's a waste of uh, resources right so this happens so this upgrade this uh, proposed upgrading is going to be a, be another highly uh, inappropriate action that might uh, might result in even worse conditions because now you are as you can see we are getting a tsunami at the same time with a earthquake and a cyclone something like that it's a it's a combined uh, disaster which is coming to the uh, this profession okay sir uh, what is your final message to the engineering community okay that's a very tricky as well as very important question achamil my final message is as engineers based on our ethics our fundamental obligation is to the public actually i would like to extend it even further is to the the planet itself not only our uh, the humans but to the other other uh, species as well as Every, everything in the environment so that is our our primary responsibility okay given that we again we have our second responsibilities towards our profession right that that responsibility is that this profession should actually go in its in its desired path having its standards its uh, outputs the way it was intended so what my my uh, plea to our our listeners is maybe some of us are now more senior engineers or senior people who have have children who are going to go into the, the education system so you might have different view points on because of the opportunities that are available in in education state and all these things but you may have but always think about your profession first now you are an engineer you may have a child who wants to do engineering but cannot do because of the low iz score whatever then you tend to put that child into a uh, non standard uh, path and try to get that path approved that please don't do that that is my my plea Be, because keep your profession as the second most important thing in your life in our case our profession is engineering so try to keep the integrity the quality standard and the ethical level of engineers for the future to come today we met engineer professor tm pallewatta past president of the isl for this discussion because uh, this has been conducted by digital sen throughout thank you very much sir thank you thank you chamil for your time of course uh, you are most be welcome with that we are going to wind up another discussion from 
Digital Slend Podcast. Until we meet again, goodbye from here.